0: Taking everything out awesome. of the bag, so paper out first, like she knew just how to get to the gift. You know? Oh. She had a wonderful time. She had a wonderful time.
1: It starts at 1, Miss Brenda. Yes, it does. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Susan, would you start us this morning with a word of prayer?
2: Yes, sir. Kind Father in Hallelujah. Jesus' name, we are lifting you up with praises and thanksgiving for the many blessings yes, you have given each of us in this ministry, along with the Kids to College program and other programs that is in this ministry. And Father, we thank you that you are forgiving us for all of our sin of omission and commission. Father, I'm covering yes, myself, the listener, our family member with the blood of Jesus that we will not get any backlashes from this prayer. Continue to open up our spiritual ears, heart, and mind to receive your rhema word on this morning. And, Father, we just thank you and we give you all the praises with Thanksgiving. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. It is good to be, um, you know, be as a family like this and just like to talk about, you know, what God has done in our life um, and what God is doing in our life even today. This moment, the very fact that we are able to breathe and uh, be active, uh, we can just like a sense the people talking to us. Can you imagine how many people don't have that Today, this moment that God has given us breath, He has given us the the, the ability to just like a praise Him while we still have the girth uh, in our bodies. And so um, this is a time for us to open up and say what God has done in our life. Uh, so I'm going to let uh, the the team talk about like uh, you know what happened yesterday uh, at uh, um, you know Charlotte um, it was in Salisbury um, but an amazing time amazing time Um Miss Laurie you know uh, Miss Anita uh, you can join and stop and then I can uh, join you
3: okay I'll go first since uh, I could be heard today because sometimes I think I mute myself and I forget <laughs> um, <laughs> it was really great I mean there was So many people, I think we said there was maybe 30 people that showed up from different areas, Myrtle Beach, surrounding areas, Charlotte, and then, of course, us from Charleston area. But everybody was super friendly. Um, There was a couple pastors, uh, prayer warriors, and we went – John Jay was the one that went to um, Montreat. Uh, He was the one that was um, leading in prayer, and he would walk from area to area – and he would ask for a specific prayer, for instance, you know, the students coming in or the leadership or, um, you know, pastoral every area that we walk through. He asked if you were led by the Lord to pray for that specific, you know, thing that he was asking. And then at the end, um, you know, the prayers were great. At the end, we, we all met under a covered area and we had lunch together and we were able to talk to people that. You know, some we knew, some we didn't know, and everyone was just really pleasant, and it was just really nice getting to know people from a different areas that are getting involved, and then, um, you know, I don't know if everyone knows about Grant Wilson. So that was new to me, and that was awesome, so I'll let Pastor Sheryl take that one, but um, we had a really great time. Steve was able to go. He was, like, very touched by uh, the prayers and everything that happened. He had never... Um, he doesn't get to go to like the prison ministries because of his work, but he was able to hang out with Pastor Cyril, had a uh, one guy friend with us instead of all girls for once, right? <laughs> um, but then Pastor Cyril took us around and I let Lori tell us some of that. That was awesome. We had a really good time. And of course, you know, Pastor Cyril likes to feed you and Celine and Jay and we had chai tea, which I love. Um, but we had a really great time. So I felt really blessed, and it was just an awesome day to get away with no stress and just laughing and enjoying the company that you know we were with. So thank you, Lori, Pastor great Cyril. Thank God. you. Amen. Yes. Yes, I thought
4: I. It kind of eased my heart to know because when when there was that first walk through. that prison there were parts of it that I just felt like really needed prayer over it and when when we got there and we walked from different station to different station and all all the prayers that John had had said and all the the pastors everybody in the group they were all things that you know I, it just stood out in my mind that that not only the buildings you know because a lot of them would be torn down or remodeled but just the land that that this this building this area is on you know it it could soak up so much of the negative energy and I just felt that it was just totally released and somebody had even suggested like on the groundbreaking and things like that to to have inmates that have gone to that prison and are now out to to come and actually see what what this ministry has done that area, you know what what was originally built and and made for I say harm, because some of the prisons I don't think they they do the people right, and it it just holds them back and suppresses them and and then they expect them to get out and function in this world. And they don't rehabilitate them, and it's a broken world. And I, I just feel that if they come back and see that 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 land, that area was made for good, I, I just think that that would help them heal as well. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to get so emotional, but it, it's just you know after seeing going into these different prisons and you see how these people are treated, um, you know, we're always taught that we're not to judge them. It's not us that is judging them, but they're judged every minute, every second of every day. And I I just, I I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but the, the day ended great. Of course, Pastor Cyril um, just totally spoiled us, and um, it was just so nice to, to see that area up there and everything that God is doing. It's amazing.
1: Amen. Amen. What, what is, uh, you know, to me, there are a couple of things that I wanted to very quickly say, and then open the floor for others to praise God when the children of Israel walked around the walls of Jericho, um, they walked around for seven days, right? And on the seventh day, they were walking around that place seven times, right? And, and the thing is that like a, um, the wall of Jericho was just like so thick that you can actually put 32 chariots in parallel and they will run on top of on top of the walls of Jericho. You can actually put thirty-two chariots in parallel, and that's how thick the walls of Jericho was. Right. And the thing is this: when they walked around the first day, praising God and praying uh, over the wall, the cracks would have started to happen in that building, in that wall, and that. Uh, the wall is, 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 wall coming down is for sure. The prison's going to be turned into a trade school is for sure. But we need to start asking God to remove the depression. We need to ask God to just like uh, remove the enemy, and We need to ask God to take the strongholds out of that place, just like what Miss Laurie and Miss Anita said. That needed to be removed from that place. The place needs to be healed, from all of those things that are already buried and grounded in that place. And we need to have the freedom when we go walk in. And we had like a, many pastors showed up yesterday to just like a prayer over the land, from venture church to, you know, the eight man church. And uh, there were over 10 people in India from different parts of India were actually joined with us many did not know in that the walk yesterday they were on the phone praying with us when we were walking around that prison and praying uh and these are people that were on the line uh has already done you know uh, great and mighty things for the lord there was one guy that was on the line He has led over 50,000 people to Christ in India, and he was crying out on the line for God to heal that land that we are going to walk in. We have a huge army of people in India is actually wanting to see this succeed, um, you know, in this ground, and that's what we went asking God for yesterday. And... uh, uh, it was just like a beautiful that uh, this lady, um, you know, from Myrtle Beach, that she brought the water and she was just like a pouring as we were praying in these different parts of that prison that she wanted to see this water bring healing. And she wanted to see God just like a magnified in that place. And so it was just an amazing time we had uh, in that prison complex today. And it will be our trade school tomorrow so i pray god for all those amazing people yes
5: amen amen praise god for um the testimonies and um and just to know that you know um you know no matter where you were like you said pastor cyril there were some people in india that was still praying you know and they were on the phone and, you know i've had had a busy last um, few days however i still remember you know from maryland that that event was taking place and was still able to you know say a prayer and just be like you know god Amen. be upon the people god be upon, upon the place be upon the ground so you know it is just you know the power of prayer no matter where you are is just such a powerful powerful thing and um, and I'm I'm just glad that you guys were able to get together on the grounds and and have a a, a wonderful time in the Lord praising Him and thanking Him for the turning around of of Amen. of this, this the grounds and and of the the, the buildings and the atmosphere in itself for these students. Awesome, Amen. wonderful. Thanks for yeah. sharing.
6: Amen. Amen. Hi, Pastor. It's uh, it's Steve uh i was I was there yesterday with you, and uh I just wanted to share that uh something that was rolling around in my head as we were walking around praying was that is seed, and the seed just kept on rolling around in my head and how that ground is being turned over it it was a a ground for darkness and evil, and now it's being turned over, and these kids are gonna be seeds that are gonna have ground to grow in and be nurtured, and they're gonna walk oh through God. that through that door, they're not going to walk through a gate, they're going to walk through a door, and with the vision of Proverbs, they're going to have a vision to God and a way, and it just is amazing to see God working, and we see all the, the evilness that's going on in the world and all the bad, I mean, but you see God is still working and he's still doing things, and we're still calling on His name, and those kids are going to make a difference, and we'll give them the praise and the glory, and I just know that... We came to help yesterday and yet we walked around and prayed and, and my heart was lifted <laughs> and I, I oh, thought amen. I was going, going to help, but it just uh, is encouraging to see God working and what's being done and what's going to be done. And we're just going to give him all the praise and the glory.
1: Amen. 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 Um, also, we are very close to getting the business plan out, um, which is very critical for this, you know, to, to, to lay out some of the plans and the people over this week uh, has spent time in the mountains. There's a group of people, businessmen went there to the mountains to write a business plan for this uh, effort. And uh, uh, as I was listening to them on like a, how they were coming out of that, uh, they said like, a, you know, how the tree is a symbol uh, of this trade school and they talked about the roots of that tree uh, is still the Proverbs 2 to 6 and how the healing and restoration of life that happen at the root level gives room for this tree to grow. And that vision of like, you know, the visibility that God gave it to these businessmen uh, that spent uh, in Asheville mountains this week, uh, who are writing the business plan for the organization to see how this, this ground is rooted in forgiveness. The ground is rooted in, in, in shame being removed. The ground is rooted in the generational recidivism being removed. The, the, the removal of those weeds at the ground level, at the root level, is just going to make these children grow healthy. In the days and years to come, so we are still thankful for documented willing to show up from these different places to pray yesterday. Praise God. Any praise item
7: uh this is this is Sarah. And I I want to yes. give God praise just for providing heaven for us. Um, most of you know that my sister um, went to heaven last. Um, it was July fifth, around four in the morning, the day after um, the fourth of July. But she was on the line last Friday night, the Friday night before, and and also last Sunday. And you notice she was more vocal than, than usual, which was a blessing, giving God praises. And so we had a wonderful, home-going celebration um, yesterday, and all went very well. Um, and we know that the prayers of the righteous avail us much because Praise our family has been truly, truly blessed, um, from all of the prayers for all of you, and we're so grateful that we are part of you and you are part of us. And so the the funeral services were online. However, we know that uh, you all were doing another celebration, Um, but the, and I'm not sure how it worked, but one of my friends from Johns Island told me that she was able to view it and it was a, a blessing. And, and it was a blessing to us. Uh, the weather was wonderful because we've had hot weather, but also weather that was uh, raining every day, which is a blessing. Amen. I mean, yes. Yeah. needed it and all, um, but the weather was fine, and um, we had a a, a lunch repast at the clubhouse in Joanna, and I was laughing with one of the neighbors, I said, you know, we were one of the only black communities. We didn't know we were poor, but we were. But we had a clubhouse where we would gather, (laughs) the children would gather every afternoon and just have a grand time except for Saturday and Sunday, unless there was something special going on. But uh, we had the repast at the clubhouse, and we were able to um, greet people and share the love of Willie Mae that she had for everyone and they just talked about how uh, what a wonderful woman she was of God and how she would cook and feed everybody. One of her her sayings was, if you are sick and you want to get well, you must eat and um, then she would cook for you. Uh, she was a cancer survivor of uh, throat cancer for 27 years. She never smoked, but somehow she had some some strange um, cancer. We don't know. But anyway, the Lord blessed, and she was able to encourage people. And so, but anyway, the Lord is so wonderful, and uh, we were able to get her program together. That took a little time, but the Lord blessed that we were able to get that. And... Um, we just we had a celebration, a homegoing celebration for Willie Mae yesterday. How the Lord has truly blessed, and we're so grateful. We're so grateful that you all are part of of our family as well. And I'm still with the family up here in Joanna, so I'm on mute most of the time because I'm not the only one moving around. I'm trying to be as quiet as possible. <clears throat> in the home, so that's why I'm not talking a lot, but anyway, and thank God for the wonderful celebration of the prison on yesterday. Uh I was aware, and the Lord, I knew the world was blessing, so we just thank each of you for all of your prayers, that you have lifted us up, and we can feel it. We know it. We know uh you all were praying, so we thank you so much. We thank you so much. In her obituary, it was written that she was a part of the Be Encouraged um, ministry, which with, with, um, oh. meets every Friday night and, and Saturday morning. We couldn't put the, so much because we had so much. But anyway, we had that in there. We thank y'all so much
1: and love each in of you. There. Thank you. Amen. Actually, uh, Miss Sarah, that, uh, you know, uh, every time I open the line around like at 745, I know there are two people other than you, Miss Sarah will be there one is miss susan paul oh, and the other mm-hmm. one is William yes. may you know sometimes you try to wake her up and even before you try to wake her up she's on the line mm-hmm.
6: and, mm-hmm.
1: uh, and uh, she would you know i always ask her you know how how are you doing and she was, uh, you know, sometimes she will remember to say she's living like the fullest, to the fullest, the fullest <laughs> but uh, she's always, like, uh, you know, there. And I can mm-hmm. hear her voice in the line. Mm. Yes. And yeah. uh, she's, uh, she's always uh, the time that, um, you know, I first met with her, uh, her in uh, Charlotte. Uh, mm-hmm. And before that, uh, you know, she, she was one of those who gave a nickname for me. Um, <laughs> Uh, that's know.
8: right <laughs>
7: you might as well tell them what the big name was
1: <laughs> so when everyone asked where with uh, Sarah where is that uh, Sarah and she would say she is with the Frosty Flakes uh, CEO. Uh, so.
7: <laughs> yes, she when you. I introduced them when I introduced her personally to Cyril on, um, it was at one of the uh, award ceremony for the um, uh, graduates, you know, when they were getting their um, scholarships. I said, Cyril, this is my sister, Willie May, You know, she's the one that calls you Frosted Flakes, and Willie May wanted to go through the floor.
8: I said, oh, we Did have you- fun all the time.
3: <laughs> is that Frosted Flake? Frost and, yes. and the reason the uh, reason she is,
1: remember
7: all. <laughs> <laughs> Before she got um, you know, in, involved in Proverbs sixty six they didn't really understand. She and my niece Kim, her oldest daughter that lives in Texas. Uh, they would you know, we are, we used to three way online line and Friday night and stuff, we'd be talking and stuff and so um Kim and Willamette would say, Oh, no you can call an Ethel, that's my middle name. No you can call an Ethel on a Friday night because she's on that phone with Frosted Flakes. <laughs> 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 and so but anyway, who else got hooked on Frosted Flakes services? The the be encouraged other than Willamette? So she she was a, a a faithful member, faithful part and uh Yes, and we will always say, this is better than going to the club on Friday night. <laughs> she was she going to the club when she was uh, younger. I didn't go because my dad wanted us back at home at 11 o'clock, and she'd say, oh, worry about that on the way home. Honey, I said, no, I'll stay. <laughs>
3: Um, <laughs> we didn't, we didn't write that
7: her. in the dictionary though, but those are the things we talked about yesterday.
0: Aaron. Aaron.
3: <laughs> but always,
7: uh,
0: I couldn't remember the the name Frosted Flakes came from because um, when we said Cyril's name was Cyril, she would always relate it to Cornful um, because she said, not you know, so she gave him the name Frosted Flakes.
7: Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: Oh,
7: uh, yeah. This was something he Amen. wasn't supposed to know, but I told him. Anyway, that's enough.
1: Can <laughs> someone pray for uh, Mr. Villemay as well as for her family, her son, her daughter, uh, and the whole family? Because I know she is in a good place. She is. She's in a place where, you know, we are all going to go see her one day, and. Uh, Um, You know, the thing is, like, I've always believed that the the death of the righteous is pleasing to God. Uh, He he just loves to welcome us home. Um, You know, even today we're going to talk about some of those things. But but I just pray that, like, uh, you know, as we lift her up and her family and, and the moments like they're going to have moments of joy, have moments of like that, you know, down and then we're like, a, you know, even, like said, like a, they, they talk to each other two or three times in a day. And so I just want someone, if you're pressed in your heart this morning, uh, to just pray for Willamette's family, um, you know, that they will find a peace that transcends all understanding.
0: Heavenly Father, Lord, we lift you up this morning, oh God. Lord, we thank you for this day, oh God, a day that you have made, oh God, a day that we have never seen before, Lord. Lord, we lift up Masira and and Kim and Travis and her other daughter right now, oh God, and the Grams, oh God. Lord, we just lift them up in your mighty arms, oh God. Lord, we ask you, Lord, to Hallelujah. come. With only you can, oh God. And Lord, just reassure, him, reassure them, oh God, to be absent from the body is to be present with you today, oh God. Lord, just Hallelujah. give them comfort that only you can, oh God. Lord, we can say all that we can say and we can comfort them the way we can, we can with words, oh God, but only you, oh God, can fill that void right now, oh God. And Lord, just reassure them, oh God, that because May was saved, oh God, that her body is in the ground, oh God, but Lord, her soul and spirit is with you, oh God, and Lord, thank you for that today, oh God, Lord, we bless your name right now, oh God, Lord, we just love you, oh God, for the work that she has done here on earth, oh God, and Lord, we know, Lord, that that that's not going in vain, oh God, and Lord, we know, Lord, that you have put a ministry on her on her life oh god to do your will to god to help mm-hmm. others oh god and lord we bless your name to that right now oh god and lord we mm-hmm. know lord that she has left a, leg- a legacy with her family right now oh god To feed, god, the women that she has been that she has taught them to be oh god to love you oh god with their hearts and spirit today oh god and lord we just yes. bless your name oh god Lord, we thank you, oh God, for being a part of our prayer group, O oh God. Lord, our mm-hmm. prayer group has been broken, O oh God, but Lord, we just thank you anyhow, O oh God, that we can join hands, O oh God, wherever mm-hmm. we are, oh God, and just keep the chain the chain of prayer just together right now, O oh God, and Lord, we love you today, O oh God. We thank you for being mm-hmm. there, O oh God, just to being our leader, O oh God, to being our friend, O oh God, to be our mm-hmm. sister, spiritual friend today, oh God. Lord, I just love you today, oh God, for her life, oh God, and how she just encourages us, oh God, and how she just gave the services to be encouraged us, oh God, because Lord, that's what it is today, oh
6: God, to be encouraged
0: back right down, oh God, oh Lord, we thank you, oh God. We love you today, oh God, and we bless your name, oh God, oh Lord, we thank you, Lord, in the coming days, oh God. Bless her family, oh God. Lord, We know, Lord, that their hearts thank are me. broken, oh God. But, Lord, you just look and encourage them, oh God, with your word, oh God. And Lord, you be the stress that they need today, oh God. You be the thank you be the boy today, oh God, in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we thank you. Lord, there's nothing like losing your mother today, oh God. And, Lord, her children, oh, oh God. Lord, oh, have them strengthen them today, oh God. Strengthen them thank today, you. oh God. Have them to know lord that you're a mother to the motherless oh god and you're father to the fatherless oh god. you can be all they can that they need oh god if they lean and depend on you oh god lord we bless your name oh god lord we know lord that willow may oh god was my sarah's best friend today oh god love that well me, oh god, today, oh god. Lord, lord we just ask you lord we know oh god that my sarah knows the word of god the word to mm-hmm. your needs she knows your word today, oh God, and she knows that we can depend on you, oh God, whatever she needs you, oh God, in spite of her tears today, oh God, we lift her up, oh God, strengthen her, oh God, whatever we do, oh God. Build her up, oh, God, where she's torn down today, oh, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. And, Lord, we bless your name, oh, God. We bless your name, Lord. We bless your name, oh, God. Yes,
4: and we yes, say God. thank you,
0: Lord. Yes. Lord, we know that me, oh, God, as with her granddaughter, oh, God, Jasmine, right yes. now, oh, God. And Lord, we yes, just thank yes. you for that reunion today, oh God. We thank you for them and the Spirit, oh God. Lord, we can't mm-hmm. see it without natural eyes, oh God. But Lord, we know, Lord, that you don't make mm-hmm. any mistakes, oh God. We know, Lord, that and Willa May's last days, oh God, that you revived her, oh God. She was clear yes. with her, oh God. She was yes. walking around cooking to the cooking, Lord. And Lord, we yes. you know, Lord, that's how you do it, oh God, when you're in. That you're in God's will, oh God, Lord. That you just, yes. that you revive us, oh God, and you just take us back to how we need to be, oh God, so that yes. you can receive us, oh God. And we know, Lord, that she said she has been received, oh God. That you have take have have shown her that you know that you have told her that her that she that you can receive her, oh God, and that you can say, well done, my sir, my my. My, my good and special servant, oh God. And we thank Hallelujah. you for that, today, oh God. And we love you, Lord. We Hallelujah. know, Lord, that you will comfort them, oh God, like the you can, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. And, Lord, we love you today, oh God, and we bless Hallelujah. you to today, oh God. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank Hallelujah. you right now, God. and we Hallelujah. bless
5: you. God
0: and let us say Amen and amen. thank you Jesus Amen Amen Amen, amen. 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 Jesus thank amen. you
5: thank you
8: Jesus Amen Jesus bless your
0: holy God thank
1: you God thank you Jesus thank you I'm praying God one of the prayers of Miss Willamay is this. And she wants to go to be with the Lord without giving trouble to anybody.
0: Yes.
1: And she goes, lies down in her bed and yes. peacefully goes to be with the Lord. Yes. And that yes. was her prayer. She didn't want to be mm-hmm. a burden for somebody. And yes. she didn't yes. want to, you know, go home, you know, uh, as light as that. Yes. And so this is, a, this is our prayer, like, a, you know, for every one of us, you know. <laughs> That you know, when we are ready to go home, you know, without giving trouble to any of our loved ones. That's what that's what her prayer was, and God oh. honored her prayer. Amen. Yes. God is a prayer honoring God. Yes. yes, yes, If we ask for something, He's not going to have a deaf ears towards that. He knows her. Yes. That's her desire. And she granted her desire, even though she had 26 or 27 years, that she had to go through things that we don't know what would have bothered her with the throat Mm -hmm. for 26 plus years. But she enjoyed because every day she knew was a gift given to her.
6: Amen.
3: Amen. Every
1: day she knew Amen. that Amen. day was given to her was a gift. And every day that God gives it to us is a gift. Yeah. Yes. Amen. This, day, this moment, this very moment yes. is a gift that God gave it to us. Yes. Amen. That Amen. God yes. is Miss Willamy's reminder for us today. Yes. If we want to rem- remember Miss Willamy in our lives and here, we will remember how she cherished every moment, yes. every day. Yes.
4: Yes. And I,
1: I I still remember the days when we have like a, you know, a, a Zoom call that like a, our faces come up. I've always remembered her with the hat that she would be there.
3: <laughs> well, yes. She was going yes. to be cramped
1: up for everybody to see. Yes, the, the yes, beautiful yes. face
3: yes. of her. Yes. yes. One lady yes.
7: yesterday, uh well, she said it's um, Saturday night, a uh, Friday night as well, but yesterday in the service, she reminded us that Willemee never stepped out of the house unless she was looking wonderful. She had to be dress from the top to the bottom. She had probably more wigs than I did and uh she wanted to do the hair she would do a wig so I'm just throwing that out. <laughs> but um we were just so elated and this lady, uh, who had been a friend of Wool Made for their young women's um I've forgotten how they what they call it, but it's a it's an organization that they started in Joanna where it was a young, group of young women that just helped the community in any way possible. And um, um, as she was talking, um, this lady was a part of that uh, ministry. That lady called the, the funeral home before they even, I think, got the body or something and said, let me tell you one thing. Willie may always look uh, fabulous. That, those are not her exact words, but she said, <clears throat> I don't want you to come out there stepping, um, however, because Willie May always stepped out fine, and she needs to look fine tomorrow. So, <laughs> so she looked fabulous. She really did. She looked fabulous as she was. And, and then uh, one of the things she would always say, don't leave home without your lipstick on. And so I would remind my neighbor down the street don't get in the car to take the kids to the bus stop without your lipstick on. Sandra will just sometimes get in with her her house coat and so um, a house dress. And I said, but you got to put some lipstick on and they'll think you're dressed up fine. That's what Willie May said. And so (laughs) those are the things. So ladies, put your lipstick on even if you don't have your hair in the best of things you know put on the hat or put your lipstick on and even though you don't have on the man i still put your lipstick on i do okay i'll stop <laughs> praise I <can>. the lord <laughs>
0: hallelujah to the scholarship program and william and jasmine came with us and was, yeah. and she was more dressed up than the sarah <laughs> and I just had her spirit and she had that big hat on. Man, she was looking good. She came out of they Came they? They then came dressed, but when they went in that bathroom and came out, I mean, Miss Woman, and honey. Oh yeah. you <laughs> had, had a big one. <laughs>
3: Pastor Cheryl, yes, I know
5: we probably have to um i have to yeah. you, know, I, you, you know get word know, yeah. yes, but i just I just wanted to say one thing um because you know it's so often that we don't get a chance to actually tell people how much they mean to us when we are in mm-hmm. front of them when we can mm-hmm. and I just yeah. really um want to um say thank you to uh you know. Use of this ministry this Sunday morning. I don't get a chance to join mm-hmm. on Fridays, but you know, I'm on on mm-hmm. Sundays and I'm just, I look forward to it. I'm excited about it, but I think I really look forward to just the, the pre-conversations. <laughs> I look forward yes. to, you know, here and Willa May come on. I look forward to, you know, Miss Sarah and her, and her, or her crew with their stories mm-hmm. and, and, and laughter yeah. and, and, um, and humor and things like that. And I just want to say, and wisdom. Because I'm feeling so um, happy this morning for Willa May. I'm feeling so happy yes. for Sarah. And I'm feeling mm-hmm. even more gratitude to be a part of this ministry. I'm probably one of the youngest ones, you know, here. I don't know, you know, maybe some people don't don't speak up, but, you know, I know amounts the ones I know. You know, I'm, I'm a little younger, you know, not too young, but I'm a little younger. But I feel <laughs> like the wisdom that is bestilled upon me just, In so many ways, you ladies just don't even know. And I just want to say thank you for being such a great role model. You know, the Bible talked about how the older ones are supposed to be to the younger ones. And you guys are the epitome of that. You are such a great example of that. You know, I always say to myself, and I don't get a chance to tell you enough, Sarah, that, you know, I think about you all the time. And I think about the fact that Sarah don't worry about nothing. Sarah don't Mm let nothing get on her nerves. Sarah Mm -hmm. just take care of it as she gets it, she takes it in stride. And that is such an admirable quality to have. And I Mm -hmm. often say to myself, I want to be like Sarah. I just want to be like Sarah. I just want to not worry. Like, Sarah doesn't worry. And I you know, I never got a chance to tell you that, you know, things from my mom even, you know, things from Fred Lee and some of the other ladies, even um, Susan and Miss Lauren, the list goes on. Thank you, ladies. Thank you so much for pouring into my life and showing me what a good Christian role model should look like as women. You know, for someone who is, you know, leading a women's ministry, it means a lot to me for me to be able to learn from you so that I can then pour this stuff into other women. So thank you. I just wanted to say thank you. And God bless you all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
7: Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And I want to say to you that it took me to travel through a journey to get to the point where I don't worry. And I don't. And if I find myself worrying... I pray for somebody and the Lord will lift me up. That's that's a blessing to me. But it took me, as I would say to some people, um, if I had had this wisdom when I was in my 30s, I wouldn't be fat as I am. I wouldn't have diabetes nor high blood pressure. But I've learned how to deal with that as well. And it doesn't get any worse because... I sure don't. I said, look thats your problem, and I wonder how you're gonna fix it. And one thing I want y'all to know too—I've been saying—and—and—and and, and it's just because Cyril has given us such a wonderful blessing of what heaven is like. When Miss Bennett, Mrs. Bennett died, um, and we—you know—she was on our line faithfully as well. I—I um, I was saying to. Um, several people, every time they want to get kind of down, I said, just wonder what they're doing up in heaven right now. I said, I know they're up there having a ball and, and um, just having a wonderful time. So remember that. Wonder what they're doing in heaven right now. And you know they're having a good time. One of my best friends from a child, and I call her Poochie, everybody else call her Shirley because when she got a certain age, she didn't want us to call her that, but I did. And and one lady said, Poochie and Willie Mae, they're, they're having a good time right now. And the son said, I hope they don't put them out because you know my my mama <laughs> says <said> something. <laughs> because she would was, she was, she was tell jokes and stuff and we'd be laughing. And so her son yesterday said, I hope they don't put them out, but I know my mama was right there waiting for her when she got in. Where you been waiting for a girl? And I know <laughs> that I don't know about cooking, but you know Willie Mae was training her to be a good, a good cook too. But I'll stop. I'm just, in, I'm just, <laughs> just, living life to the fullest till it's overflowing. I want it to overflow the others. I want you to be joyful. Them. We can be joyful when we know our loved ones have Amen. received Jesus as a Savior. Yes.
3: You know, we Amen. have a journey
7: here, but we have eternity with the Lord. Amen. I'm going to stop talking now, Pastor Cyril. I'm back in my in my lane. I had to do that constantly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say this last thing, too.
0: I'm going to say this last thing, too. And um, this is what I've gained from Ms. Ferris being my friend. You know, I have to learn that my name is brenda and not savior if Amen. i could just i can just that you know and just every day be reminded that my name is brenda and not and not savior
3: yeah
0: Amen. yeah i yeah. pray yeah. you know and that encourages Amen. me all the time even though I don't lean on it, I'm, you know, so human and I'm so worried and I still try to fix things and, you know, puts me back in my position. He said, Mom, let me, you know, let God do it. We can't do it, but God will do it, you know. But, Sarah, I just want to that, that that encourages me.
8: Hallelujah. You know, that, so
0: I'm and Amen. it's not safe.
8: Hallelujah.
0: Amen.
1: Praise, Amen. The Hallelujah. Praise, Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Hallelujah.
4: Hallelujah. The conference has been muted.
1: Loving Heavenly Father, we thank you for this beautiful day and for all the encouragement that we just heard this morning, Father God, and the words of wisdom that was shared. Father God, we're so thankful for who you are in our life. And what you have done in our life, Father God, we're so blessed to be knowing, Father, there is someone out there looking out for each and every one of us every single day that travels with us and just encourages our heart, (laughs) cleanses and pours out your spirit upon us. Father, we're so thankful this morning as we go into this word. Father, I pray that you will just like, you know, speak to us with clarity. God the words that come out this morning, Father God, let it bring a, a source of energy for us. For this day, for this moment. God, I just surrender us into your mighty hands. You take the glory and honor. In Jesus' name I pray, Father, for your glory. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Today we are going to talk about a prayer. I mean this is still a continuation of prayer. That we've been meditating for weeks now, and uh, uh, we just wrapped up a a good series on Jabez's prayer. And I hope uh, um, you know you're still keeping the notes from last week and praying over the four things um, uh, over our life for the next thirty days. uh, That God will bless us indeed, and that He would enlarge our territory and. His hand will be upon me and that he will keep me from the evil things. And the Bible says that uh, uh, when Jabez prayed that prayer, God answered Jabez's prayer. And that's what uh, you and I are going to experience. When we go back before the Lord and just like uh, ask him to bless us today, putting the hand of the Holy God above your head and asking God to transfer the blessing that you and I need and that uh, he would enlarge the territory. This week, uh, I'm asking God to just like enlarge the territory this week. We just enlarged ourselves in Virginia. I had a a chance to talk to so many of the wardens on Friday Um, and also... I was there, Miss Brenda, in, in line uh, with the Baltimore uh, spiritual leaders uh, talking about, uh, you know, Proverbs 2.6, coming over to Baltimore, Maryland. And so it was just amazing how um, when I was about to speak, there was a man that spoke before me, uh, and he's an amazing speaker. And he did it. He did have, like, a PowerPoint. He had, like, uh, the videos, everything, all set right. And the words that he said was just, like, uh, so right. Uh, and I was very impressed with uh, uh, this man. I felt very inferior going after him to speak uh, in Baltimore. But then, when I started to speak, the presence of God just, like, I took over that conversation in that room. And this is a room full of religious leaders from Baltimore that was listening, like the Catholic nuns were sitting there, Muslim brothers were sitting there. I mean, all kinds of people were in that room, this large room, uh, and they were just all listening in. And, and the thing is that uh, as I was speaking about it, they were just like applauding, clapping hands, and they were just like uh, leaning behind. And the reason why that was happening is because uh, I know That morning when I was praying and I was asking God, enlarge my territory, enlarge the territory of this mission. God has already sent his angels and prepared the hearts and the ground in which the seed is going to fall. Just like what Steve said this morning, it falls like the seeds are falling on that ground. And so I felt that uh, uh, this week, uh, as God enlarged this territory into these states and uh, across this nation one day, we are going to see that uh, God is going to bless. Yesterday we were sitting in this church. um, The the pipe organs uh, Ms. Laurie talked about had like um, 11,500 pipes. uh, uh, It's the the third largest or the 13th largest pipe organ, um, uh, you know, in the country, and, and they got a chance to witness it. And as uh, I was sitting next to, to Miss Laurie, I was telling her one day, we will have all of our children across this nation come here, sit down. The, 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 the ground floor alone can handle 4,000 children. And then each of the floors, the balconies, can hold a 1,000 more people in each of those two floors. So. We could have six thousand people at one given time, and I was telling Miss Laurie, one day we will have all of our children come here, and we will have a celebration in this very same stage. Enlarge the territory, ask God for it, uh, uh, you know what He can do, not with what you have in your hand, not with what you have that God is going to bless you. ask what He and His power and His magnificence, His mighty, can do to you and your life. And so today, we're going to talk about the prayer for the breakthrough. I had actually four things to talk about. I don't know whether I will get through my first point um, today, um, but it's okay. I'm not going to worry. Uh, But if we don't finish it today, we will pick it up next week. I'll go as far as I can uh, this morning. Uh, If you have your Bible, I want you to turn to Colossians chapter 4. And I'm going to read from verses 2 through 4. If you are praying for a breakthrough in your life, if you're praying for something that God has to do through you in your life, or for you, then this is a great passage for you to hang on. And also, I want you to know, and I'm also telling that to myself this morning, don't feel condemned that I'm not actually doing this kind of thing. So this message is not so much to bring a guilt over your head. This message is so much to encourage you to... Look at your prayer life when you're praying for a breakthrough. What do you need is what the, this passage is talking about. Just to give a, a, a little bit more background, the the church in Colossi, that's how uh, I've heard people say, Colossi, it's like a city, right? And this city has a lot of problems right now. There's so much doctrines that are infiltrated into that place. And uh, God is speaking uh, through Paul to this church. We'll we'll look at the Colossians even a little bit more. But if you uh, have turned over to Colossians chapter 4, verses 2, it says, Continue earnestly in prayer being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Meanwhile, praying also for us that God would open to us a door for the word to speak the mystery of Christ for which I'm also in chains, that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. Walk in wisdom toward those who are outside, redeeming the time. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each other. Uh, this is a great passage, great passage. Um, we're just going to linger on verses 3 and 4, or sorry, sorry, 2, 3 and 4. Okay, Um, that's all we're going to do today, and next week as well, it looks like. So, the book of Colossians uh, has only four chapters, so I encourage you to just like uh, take a moment to read. If you have like a reading habit of like a one chapter a day, you'll still be able to finish this whole book this week, this coming week, and call it like I read back and forth one full episode um that was written. And if you think about it, these there are four um books in the Bible that were written by Paul while he was still in prison. Okay. Uh, Ephesians, the book of Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, and the Solomonon. Right, Paul, um you know, if you look at this book, Paul never visited this city named Colossi or Colossus, right? He never started a church uh, in this place. But when he spent time in Ephesus for three years, he was teaching in Ephesus about the gospel, about God's life to those people in Ephesus. And the region of Ephesus, the people from different regions, they actually came uh, to listen to Paul, and one of those guys that came to listen to Paul uh, in that uh, three year period, he went back to Pelosi and he started a bible study, and that Bible study eventually became a church and grew um, as, as part of a, um, like a, the, the church right and so here. That that town of Colossi, Pelosi uh, is about 100 miles from Ephesus. So somebody took time to travel 100 miles to get there to listen to Paul. And this is the, this place, uh, Colossi, is actually uh, in Asia Minor. It's located in a valley. Um, it's it's probably one of the beautiful places um, that existed. Um, and, and, and the thing is that this man named man Ephaphras named uh, who comes to visit Paul, uh, and he talks about it even in this um, you know, fourth chapter later. Um, we'll come to that. But he becomes a follower, and he takes uh, um, uh, and uh, establishes a church. But then when the problem happened, he runs to Paul, in the prison and he tells him, I really don't know how to answer them. I really don't have the wisdom to handle this. This is above my pay grade. Can you help me how I can just like answer these people, these questions that, that they are being infiltrated with all these bad theology? Today in America, this is where we actually start these different Theology, the reformed theology, and this and that, it's all, you know, fine. And we can come up with all these fancy names, but we need to go back to the simple truth, basic truth, and that's what Paul is driving them to. He wants to go back to what is important. And so here, there are four things that he's talking about And I'm going to start with the first one today. He says, uh, there was a version uh, that said, devote yourselves to prayer. Uh, New King James Version says that continue earnestly in prayer. In fact, the original text that continue steadfastly in prayer, continue steadfastly, some versions say that. And in fact, that is actually the translation from the original text is, is actually, there's one word for it, but the continuous steadfastly is a much more closer um, version that we can grab onto. Continuous steadfastly in prayer. In the original text that we translate, persist in prayer. I've heard it firmly. It's almost like you want to get, get like a tight with God in prayer. Right? That, that you give uh, unremitting care to prayer. Right? It carries such an idea of dedication that we need to have. There's only 10 times in the New Testament this particular word is being used. Only 10 times this the, the, the uniqueness of this word can directly, continue steadfastly, can be very closely connected to prayer And it does in four places within the New Testament. It's a very powerful word that says, like, uh, persist yourself in prayer. Uh, And persistence in prayer is not just an option for us. It's the order in which we can have relationship with God. There are two places Jesus talks about this persistence as well, in prayer. And I want to go there uh, for a very small, brief moment, and then we will come out of it. It is there in Luke chapter 11 and Luke chapter 18. right? In Luke chapter 11, we actually meditated on this. If you remember, this is where the Lord's prayer is. right? The disciples come and tell Jesus, Jesus, teach us how to pray. Teach us how to pray. And Jesus teaches them the, the the lord's prayer and then at the end of the lord's prayer uh he starts to talk about it right he says um a, a parable for people to understand uh, and, and today I, I know i'm just I, I don't want to take a stab at a catholic church but i just wanted to get there for a moment and come up. uh that they do have like these rosaries that they pray and they have like these beads that they just like repeat themselves uh, 10 times uh, and then uh, come up with this uh, the, the Lord's Prayer. Repeat again 10 times, Hail Mary, Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us. And then come back with uh, uh, you know, the, the Lord's Prayer. It's just like almost like they're repeating themselves, right? But not realizing it's not just the words that we say like that, the first thing. It is the deepest desire that we need to have when we do that kind of a prayer. And that's why Jesus explains this in chapter 11 of Luke verse 5. He says, how should your prayer life be? How persistent should your prayer life be? And he's talking about it. He says, which of you shall have a friend and go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine has come to me on his journey. Another version says, a friend of, a, a friend of mine come from a faraway place. He's not even a close one. He just come from faraway and have nothing set before him. He's saying, A friend has come from a long way, and I don't have any food. And so he's coming and waking this neighbor of his for food. And the neighbor will answer from within, saying, Do not trouble me. The door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give to you. I say to you, though he will not rise, and gives to him because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. Look at it. This friend comes and knocks at his neighbor's door, not for him, but for someone who's traveled, he doesn't have food, and that the, the men would have easily rejected it, but he just like, a, you know, gets up. There are, if you think about it, the friend that is coming and knocking is like a you and me knocking at the door, asking food for somebody, asking prayer for someone who is suffering from cancer or who's suffering from like an anxiety attack. Who's suffering from something that they cannot tell another person? You're just like a going there and asking God for something, right? So that's how this this neighbor could have been like a portrait in this parable. There are two types of parables that um, are available. One is like a you know a contrast kind of parable where God is saying. Even though I have placed this neighbor as almost like an equivalent to God, but in contrast, I am not like him. I'm the one who listens to your prayer. I'm the one who just like walks with you in this life. I'm not even like this neighbor. But can you imagine you go to this guy who doesn't even want to give you, but he will give it to you. Just because you're persistent in asking him. If a carnal man like him can get out of his bed and give you what you need, how much more will your heavenly father give to what you're asking for? Right. And and the next type of these parables, sometimes there are different names given to them but those are like in parallel to the characteristic of God, right? So there are some that are contrasts, and some are God's character portrayed, right? So in this case, this parable is about a contrast, right? And also, there is a difference between a persistent prayer and a long prayer. A person who is persistent in prayer, right, they not necessarily have to pray for a long time, but not giving up in what they are praying for, right? And the thing is, sometimes we give up so easily. We quit because um, we we don't feel like we're praying anymore. The joy is gone. The feeling is gone. But we're not to live by our feeling. We are not to live by the... the But We have to be lived by what exactly what Christ is trying to tell us in this parable. Be persistent. When we go to God in that kind of like an energy, God's not going to show a back of his face towards us. There was a man named George Mueller. He's considered... (laughs) as one of the greatest prayer warriors of all times. And this is what he has to say about persistence in prayer. It says, It is a common temptation of Satan to make us give up the reading of God's word and prayer when our enjoyment is gone. As if it were no use to read the scripture and we do not enjoy that as if it were no use to pray when we have no spirit of prayer. The truth is that in order to enjoy the Word, we are to continue to read it. And the way to obtain the spirit of prayer is to be in a continuous praying mode. The less we read the Word of God and the less desire to um, the, the the less we read the word of God, the less desire um, uh, to read it. We will have less desire to read it. And the less we pray, the less we desire to pray. In, in other words, George mueller is saying, do it even when you don't feel like doing it. Do it even when the bleachers are empty and no one is watching. That's the persistence. God is asking us to go through. And, and, and the thing is, there is one more passage, and then we will get into the meat of this. In Luke chapter 18, Jesus is talking about another parable, which uh, is 1 through 8. I'm just going to quickly summarize that part. Now he was telling them a, a parable to show them that all times that we are to be praying and not to lose heart. Look at the very first verse of this one. Luke chapter 18, it says, Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. So this is about a woman who goes to a judge. He's not even a good judge. And she's talking to him about somebody who did wrong to her. And the judge didn't actually want to care but because she kept bugging him, bugging him, bugging him, and this guy don't even care about God, but she went and told him so many times about like what injustice has happened to her. The Bible says it is about a woman that you know she wants to get the, the justice after he he just like a uh, you know gives the you know the judgment he turns around and he says, and shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him, though he bears along with them? So it says, like, will not your God who care about when you cry? Can you imagine if your children coming to you crying, asking for help? Forget God. Forget this Heavenly Father. Forget everything about God. Just think like you and your children. And your children come, and just like I put their, their face on your shoulder, and they're crying, saying, I really don't know what to do right now. Will you actually walk away from that? Will you actually... You know, you can you you would give everything in the world, and you see your son or daughter cries over your shoulder, and that's what this judge is saying. Won't you just like that? You know, won't your God do that for you? Uh, And and then he says he's not even a godly person. He's saying, and, and he's bearing with you that already when you're going through the trouble. God is bearing the, the heaviness with you. I tell you that God will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on earth? This portion, just like it caught my attention, the persistence in prayer is very much directly related to the faith that we have in God. In Matthew chapter 24, 37, it says, in the last days, when Jesus comes, when he returns, those days are going to be like the days of Noah. All the evilness will be at its peak. And the Bible says here, will God find faith in the world when he returns? When Will God find faith in you when he comes back? Right? Here, here are the four things that I just wanted to very quickly leave with you today, this morning. That, what, what are the, what is that faith look like? What, what does God want in you? Uh, and, and and that's why, you know, are uh, uh, sometimes when you are going to through some things in your life and you're thinking. God, why are you not answering my prayers? If you watch this movie, um, Bruce Almighty, there is like one place he will be complaining to God, God, you should be trusting me right now. My coordinate, this is exactly where I am. You should look at this coordinate. It looks like you are blinded to this coordinate where I'm standing, right? Sometimes we feel like uh, God is not answering our prayers. And here, Paul is saying, you need to pray persistently, steadfastly before Why wouldn't God answer your prayer and my prayer? Why even God wants to hear us pray to him so earnestly? Why would he want, if he knows this is the thing that I need, shouldn't he actually fix my problem by just giving what I need, right? But here are the reasons why God allows us to persist in prayer. Number one, God wants to know your desires and my desires. God really wants to know what do you want? Actually, when you start to pray, your prayers start to evolve as we continuously pray. And within our our heart, the deepest part of our heart, uh, the the desire for what we are asking will change colors as we start to persist in prayer. And that deepest uh, desire that we have for something, like the longer the uh, architect takes to sculpture a, a statue or a or, or draw a painting the more beautiful it's going to become and God wants to see that beauty in you and me and he wants to give us what we want in the deepest place in fact Psalm 37 4 says delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. If my desire of my heart is what God wants to give it to me, why then God allows me to go through this, you know, longing? It's because God wants to take us to the place to make us understand what do you really want out of this prayer. Because if we don't have or ask it clearly, God is just waiting for us to refine the ask. If you still feel like you're running this marathon that's not ending, just like ask God, God, what am I asking not right? What is that am I missing right now in this ask? Well, is there any refinement that I need to bring? Because God's going to give the desires of your heart. That's His wish, but He's working on you. The second thing God is doing when we are just waiting persistently, he wants to test your priorities. He wants to test my priorities. What is most important in your life? God is just allowing us to, you know, look through our prayers so that he can clarify. He can bring clarity in our thoughts. When you start to fast and pray, for something when you're asking God for something as you're starting to pray, God just like opens that spiritual eyes of yours to see exactly what is important in this prayer. Do you know how to find out what is important for you? While you're praying for something, how do you know what is important for you? Right? Here is the measure of finding what is important for you. Whatever makes you toss and turn when you're lying down on a bed that you're worried the most, if you worry about something in your life, then it is important for you. It could be your son. It could be your daughter. It could be your business. It could be your, your job, it could be your mission, it could be your church, it could be your ministry. It, I do not know what is that for you, okay? But if that makes your heart to worry, then that is important, right? If it is worth worrying, shouldn't that be worth praying about? Every time you start to worry about something, you should stop, and I should stop. This is not a message just for you. This is a message for me as well. Right? When the worry starts to overwhelm your mind, and that makes you not able to sleep at night, we need to stop and turn that into a prayer. Why? Because when we worry about something, then we are telling our God he is not capable of handling our problem. Matthew chapter 6, verse 30 32 says, after all these things, that there, there's like a, a lot of things that uh, it talks about in Matthew chapter 6, the food that we want and the dress that we wear and all these things, right, that we constantly, you know, toil and toss in our life, right? After all these things, those things that, uh, you know, we need, the Gentiles seek. Uh, Another version says that, you know, the Gentiles will run after these things, those things on what we would eat and what we would bear and and all those things, the Gentiles would run after them. You know why? the pagans will run after them because their gods don't hear. Their gods are not able to listen. Whereas you and I have a Heavenly Father who listens to our cry. He listens to what makes you worry. He listens to what makes you pass and turn. It, It doesn't even need to come out of your mouth. He knows. The Bible says in that same verse, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. Here is the question. If the heavenly Father knows what you need, and if he's letting you go through this, why? It's because God wants to know as you're praying through, What is important? What is priority? The priority, the next verse says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. First the desire when we start to pray persistently for that. We need to know, is this for my kingdom to be expanded or his kingdom to be expanded? What is important here? If, if we know God's heart, this is why Like uh, God really loved David. Because David was looking at God all the time. Matthew chapter 25, uh, verses 15 says, My eyes are continuously looking to the Lord for help. For he alone can rescue me from all the traps. Right. He he's, he knows uh, uh, that uh, in, in another place, Psalm 104:5 he says, Look to the Lord for, and his strength. Seek his faith constantly. Why some of these prayers are taking time? Why doesn't God answer immediately? The, the thing is, it's not like God doesn't want to give you and me what we need. God wants to refine us faster. He wants to build our character. He wants to build our behavior. Zechariah chapter 13, verses 9 says, I will bring one-third through the fire, will refine them as silver is refined, and test them as gold is tested. They will call on my name, and I will answer. What is God doing when we wait on him is that he is testing our strength and persistence. He, he knows that there are certain debts in our life, and he wants to refine them out. He wants to take those unnecessary drama out of this ask that we have. God puts this gold. That's who you and I are. We are the gold that God has in his hand. Sometimes we have some dirt mixed into that gold, and God wants to take that dirt out of your life and my life when he puts us through the fire. And then after he puts us through the fire, removes the dirt, the Bible says, then they will call on my name, and I will answer them. God cannot bless you and me when we still carry certain dirt in our life. that dirt could be worry. The dirt could be the, the things that we are just excited outside God. And God, God says like, I cannot bless you where you are. You have to be where I am for you to be blessed. Oftentimes we are asking God to bless us where we are. And the thing is that the the problem that we got ourselves into is because where we are. And God is saying, I'm actually moving you out from that place to the place where I can bless you. The thing is, God is out there. His job is to mature you and me to uh, where he is taking us to. So that's the third point. The first point that I talked about is like a God wants to know our desires. Number two, he wants to know what is priority for you. Sometimes we worry about certain things, but because we are in the middle of a Bible study group in front of people that actually we wanted to show like a good self of ourselves we just, like, hide those things and, and tell only the good part. right? There are still ugly stuff that need to be dealt with. When God comes into your life and my life, he's going to ask to open that, you know, tomb, like where Lazarus works. Like, when you open the tomb, that's when God can work. And his sister, Lazarus' sister, says, God, is going to stink. And God says, no, you have to open so I can... Do the open-heart surgery, right? So that's like the number one, um, you know, I talked about is like a, our deepest desire. God wants us to make, um, you know, our minds get to it. Then number two, what's our priority? Number three, God is actually building our character. God is actually maturing us when we start to pray. He wants to reveal our character and wants to show us where we need to grow, the the immaturity in us need to be removed. The immature human beings don't know how to wait. They'll put, if they're asking for something to God, and if the God's not answering, the first thing that they would do take their credit card, swipe it, so that they can actually get into more debt instead of waiting on God. We'll be like Abraham giving birth to Ishmael if we are not waiting on God. And the thing is this, our inability to to do a delayed gratification leads us into so many problems. Our Heavenly Father knows what we need and He wants us to be matured in this walk god wants to meet our needs but he is you know he's not so much like about the needs alone he's far more interested in developing our character we're not going to take our clothes to heaven we're not going to take all the money that we have acquired on this earth to heaven when we die and go to be with our father, the only thing that we're going to take is our character. It's not all about like a me. We need to grow up and take ownership and responsibility for our act- actions. We are in this character test mode. When, when something that needs to happen, will I do the right thing? when everything is not going our way, God wants to know, right? And, and there is a place in Second Chronicles chapter 32. It's talking about a king named Hezekiah, right? And the Bible says God left Hezekiah on his own for a while to see what he would do. God wanted to test his heart. That's what God is doing to you and me. We cannot be like a kid always throwing tantrums when things are not going our way. God is saying, has this guy, does this girl developed the character of patience in them? Has, has this problem taught them how to be patient? And that's why I constantly worry we haven't learned much about what happened with COVID. Almost like uh, everything was taken out of us. The the liberty of going out and everywhere we go, we wear a mask and every place that we go to, we just uh, have to show the card that says like uh, uh, whether we vaccinated or not, uh, or uh, show them the test that we have uh, tested that we have covid free. All these things are, are just like uh, in a moment's notice took uh, this world, by surprise, but I don't think we learned anything out of it, which is like a back to the same self, fighting over the things that we were fighting before COVID. And God is saying, "I am interested in finding out in this journey while you're praying, Are you matured in this for me to give you. Are you matured to handle the blessing?" That's what God is trying to find out. The, the fourth one, God is testing our faith. God wants to know, do you really trust me over this? God, God knows to give a good gift to you and me, right? That's what he says in Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, saith the Lord. They are plans for good and not evil, to give you a future and hope. But, but you trust me. At this moment in time. Galatians chapter 6, 9 says, Let us not get tired of doing what is right. For at the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing and if we don't get discouraged and give up. God wants to know this very clearly from your life and my life today. Will we trust Him? That's why I really don't like... When people give their life, uh, there is a a phrase that the Christian community uses that says, do you accept him as your savior? That's a wrong way. Would would we actually say to our children that, do you accept me as your dad? Do you accept me as your mom? No. If if we don't, you know, if those are our children, you know, Will that make sense for me for your child to come and say, I accept you as my mom? Really? I gave birth to you. You did not have even a chance to coming into this world if I hadn't carried you in my stomach. And you want your child to come and say, I accept you as your mom, as my mom. Right? That's a wrong phrase to use. The reason why I'm saying is that the right phrase would be, will you trust me? to take care of you. We have to come. When we give our life to Christ, we have to say, God, I trust you in this. I don't know how this is all going to happen, but I trust you completely. No wavering on my faith right now. I was just like amazed by, like Miss Willa May's lifestyle, where she never wavered on this one thing, on, on how she trusted God for everything. And the, the reason her trust is being credited to her with the way she went to home with, 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 to be with the Lord. God sees every action that we do and everything that we say and how we move and how we talk to people because God cares about those things. Persistence. Four things that God is looking for. Do think if your prayers are not being answered. Go, you know, Write these things down and see if, if you can answer these questions. Number one, what do I really want? You, out of this prayer, what do I really want? Number two, what is most important for me in this? If that clarity is not there, ask God for that clarity, Number three, we need to ask God, you know, why are you not answering my prayer? Is it because I'm not mature to handle this blessing? If so, God, teach me the, you know, to be patient. Teach me to be humble. Teach me to be an, uh, 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 someone who would just like to embrace your blessing. And number four, God wants to know, will I trust him? with this thing, or I'm going to act on my own and give birth to Ishmael. Next week when we come back, we're going to talk about how we can pray with passion. And then we will go into intercession and so on, because this passage did not end with the first two words. All we did today is just look at the first two words. In, in, in this Colossians chapter 4, it starts by saying in chapter 4, verses 2, you know, continue earnestly in prayer. Continue steadfastly. Persist in prayer. Right? But it does have more to be vigilant and thanksgiving and everything. We'll come back to that one. But here's the thing. God is asking you and me this one simple question this morning. Will you trust me with this one? Because the pagans went after these things because their gods don't listen. Will you trust me to take care of this? Whatever that is. And if we do, we just need to raise our hands and say, my God shall supply all my needs according to his issues and glory. I do not know what makes you tough and tired in the night. What makes you worry, I do not know. But if that makes you worry, that's important. And God wants to take you to that place of importance. And also, I said this yesterday as well, when we were meeting, in Salisbury. Sometimes God puts us through certain things, we come out of it. And uh, sometimes God puts us through some things, we don't come out of it. And those are the moments where you cannot leave the hem of his garment. You and I, our job is to build the resilience in us, the strength in us, to not let go of his garment until we get what we want. If you want a breakthrough in your life, don't let that garment go. God loves it. God loves the, the persistence in our heart and our mind because he wants to give what we want. And he wants to be in your life and my life. And he will never walk away when we are asking for certain things from him. You're going to get what you ask for. Rachel, in the Bible, says, Rachel never had a baby. This is like a Jacob's wife. She never had a baby while her sister was popping baby after baby after baby. Right? Rachel never had one baby. And finally, God opens her womb I just, you know, gave the birth to Joseph. And then she could have said, like, oh, I'm done. I got, like, my one. But she turns around and asks God, would you add one more in my life? And God never closed her womb without giving Benjamin. If she had asked for a hundred more, she would have had a hundred more Benjamins in your life. Is your desire today is to see something in your life happen? Is your desire for you today is to see your son or daughter saved? Is your desire today is to see the business flourish? Is your desire today to get that girth and the passion back into your life? That's your desire and you're asking for it, the God of this universe will not walk away from giving you. You will not die without seeing your Benjamin in your life. That is a guarantee. That is a promise that God has given to you and God has given to me. Ms. Katina.
5: Amen. Thank you, Pastor Cyril, for this wonderful merciful word this morning, prayer for a breakthrough. You know, as I sit back and I think about, you know, just life and just think about, you know, becoming a follower of Christ, and I can remember that, you know, along the way, people used to always make it seem like it was just so hard, but the more that I get to know God and know Christ and, know the nature of who they are, the more I just marvel at just how merciful and graceful and that the way is really, really light and that we only make it hard for ourselves. So Mm -hmm. I thank you for this word because as I think about, you know, needing breakthroughs in my life and needing things to change and needing things to overturn in my life, I realized that the answer is really, truly light. The answer is mm-hmm. truly, truly simple, and the answer is merciful
3: mm. and
5: graceful. And I thank you for that. I thank you for this series on prayer again and allowing God to show you exactly how merciful he really is and you then feeding us with this word week after week. You started to talk about the four things that Paul talked about in Colossians 4, 2 through 4. And I thank you for taking your time with this and not rushing this today and at least getting to the one of the points that has 4 subpoints. The first thing you talked about is devoting ourselves to prayer and how we have to continuously pray, steadfastly pray, earnestly pray, with dedication and persistence. And then it made me think about, okay, well, I know that God is not a God of happenstance, and God is not a God that he does things just for no reason, that there is a reason why he wants us to devote ourselves persistently in prayer. And there's a reason why that there is this order in which that we should pray. There's a reason for that, and that is it goes back to a relationship that he is seeking with us. He gave Paul the order in which we can have this relationship with him through prayer, earnestly, with dedication and persistence, and that he wants to attest to our faith in him as we earnestly and persistently seek him in prayer. He wants us to get to the place that we could knock at the door and ask him the, who is the ultimate of ultimate neighbors. You know, I think about that, and, you know, I think back to back in the day when my grandmother used to sometimes send me down the porch and knock on the neighbor's door and ask them for a cup of flour or a cup of sugar or milk or something like that. But after a while, it seemed like those people got tired of you and they would no longer answer the door and you know that they're in the house. We mm-hmm. don't serve a God like that. Our neighbor that we can go to, which is our Heavenly Father and knock at his door repeatedly, time and time again with our cup extended, he never gets tired of us. He is the right. ultimate of ultimate neighbors. The neighbor, the neighbor who never gets tired of us knocking persistently and coming and asking him to help us. We don't have to worry about him getting tired of us coming to him and crying out to him because he wants to bear in the heaviness of what we're going through with us. He truly wants to walk with us and talk with us and bear the cross with us. So if we know that he wants us to persistently seek him in prayer and dedicate our prayer life to him, what exactly is he seeking to find out about us? Like he doesn't do things just for no reason. So what what is he after in this persistence, in this place of persistence? Pastor Sarah talked about four points. And the first thing that he's seeking to find out about us in the persistence is that he wants to know our desires as they can change during the course of our daily life. He wants to give us the desires of our hearts in the deepest place in our persistence prayer. He wants to know whether or not we're going to be praying for one thing one day, praying for something else the next day, forgetting about the first thing we prayed about, forgetting about the second thing that we're praying about. Sometimes we can be a little bit all over the place in our request and our petition to him. And sometimes that can allow us to be a little bit unsettled. We're seeking him in all the wrong places. Like my husband likes to say that You know, we got to be persistent. We got to be, you know, we got to know exactly what it is that we're asking him for. We're giving him mixed messages is what he sometimes tells me. He says, Katina, you're giving God mixed messages. You got to be, you got to be, you know, clear with him. You got to be direct with him. You're toiling with this thing. You're giving him mixed messages. So he wants to give us desires but he needs to know exactly how persistent we're going to be with bringing these petitions to him in prayer. And the second point is he wants to know our priorities. Where are your priorities? Where do they lie? How sincere are your priorities? What's important in your life? And how can God bring clarity to the things that can sometimes be unclear? Are we taking those things to him he wants to see just where, where they line up how important those things are to us how much do they really mean he wants to know what our heart posture is that thing that we're toiling over he wants us to be able to come to him in the wee hours when we can't sleep when we're tossing and we're turning about that thing he wants us to tell him all about it in prayer he wants us to seek his face And give it over to him. And by faith, trust that he is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we could ask or think. Our Heavenly Father knows exactly what we need. But he wants us to bring it to him. He wants us to tell him what's really important in our lives. He wants to know the priorities. The third point is God wants to build character in us, and he will do this sometimes through patience. So as we're going through this persistence in prayer, and we're telling him what our desires are, he wants to build character as we're going through this process. Remember, he's not a God, but he does things for no reason. There's always a purpose and a reason under the sun. And he wants to build the character in us. He wants to reveal things to us. He wants to show us who we really are, and show us areas where we need to grow. He wants to mature us for the task that he has already laid out for us. But some things have to wait because we may not be mature enough for the task. He's not going to jumpstart us in an area where we're just in in the babe phase. Because that's, he would be setting us up for failure. If he gives us a task, he already knows that we're going to be able to do exactly what he's called us to do. And that's why he makes us wait, wait sometimes because we got to get to a level of maturity. He can't send us out as babes. Ask him to show you you. Ask him to show you the areas that you're immature in, the areas that you may need to mature in. Ask him to constantly keep his thumbprint in your back, pushing you towards seeing that thing, even though sometimes it may hurt. But again, he's a merciful God, and he has a plan for everything. And the fourth fourth point was he does things to test our faith. Do you really trust him? Will you not give up on him? Will you not waver? when it comes down to your prayer life and when it comes down to the issues and the matters and the petitions and the requests that you are taking before the Lord? So simply this morning, if you've been looking for a breakthrough in your life and it seems like you just could not get that breakthrough, the answer is quite simple today. Trust Him, be persistent, no let give it over to him. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and in all your ways acknowledge him and he will truly direct your path. Pastor Cyril.
1: Amen. Amen. One last question. I just want that, you know, that reminded while Ascatina was talking. If your prayers are not answered, are you waiting on God, or God is waiting on you?
3: Amen, amen.
1: Think about it. You know, God's actually waiting on you to bless you. Yes. God's waiting on me to bless me. Amen. Let's go to God in prayer. Our oh, Jesus, we bow before you in humility and ask you to examine our hearts today. Show us anything that's not pleasing to you, Father. Reveal any secret pride, any unconfessed sin, any rebellion or unforgiveness that may be hindering our relationship with you, Father God. We know that we are your beloved children, having received you into our hearts and lives, and having accepted your debt as a penalty for our sinfulness, the price you paid covers with
6: all time.
1: And our desire is to live for you. Father, as we take this bread representing your life that was broken for us, we remember and celebrate your faithfulness to us and to all who receive you. Thank you for your extravagant love and unmerited favor. Thank you for... That's your death that gave us life, abundant life now and eternal life forever. Father, we receive this bread in remembrance of you. Let's take the bread. In the same way, He takes this cup, representing, we take this cup, representing your blood, poured out from the splintered cross. You are the supreme sacrifice for all of our sin, past, present, and future. Today we remember and celebrate the precious gift of life you gave us through the blood you spilled. Let's take this drink. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, I just pray for all of our brothers and sisters on this line, Father God. God, I just pray for what their hearts' desires are. God, I just pray that you will just like I give the desires of every one of our hearts, Father God, as you deepen our our heart's desire, as you deepen our faith, as you deepen our maturity level, as you deepen, Father God, the things that we need to know and learn in this direction, Father God. I don't know what the desires are, but I just right now ask, Father God, to extend your hands upon my brothers and sisters, and just like a Open the doors, Father God, at the balconies of heaven, and just like a show, the brightness in our face, Father God, the countenance of your face, Father God, in each of our lives, in each of our faces this morning. God, we serve in into your mighty hands, that you take the glory and honor. In Jesus' name I pray, Father, for your glory.
4: The
1: conference has been unmuted. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you for being very patient today. I cannot believe it's this morning it took us nearly two hours to get through. <laughs> One point. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, it is good. It is all for God's glory. And I, I, I am so encouraged this morning by Ms. Brenda's prayer. Um you know, the clarity in which she was praying. Uh mm-hmm. it was it was so comforting. How mm-hmm. she remembered all the names of Miss Willame's daughters and sons. Uh it's just like a, such a testament to, to God's faithfulness.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh yeah. I, I just praise God for that, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Amen. Okay. Thank Thank you Lord. Thank Lord, he's good.
8: Cyril, I have one question yes. for you. I know Timothy is getting ready to travel. Is that this week?
1: Next week. Next, Next week.
8: week. Well I keep him we're gonna keep him lifted up in prayer. Cyril, you have been there for our sons okay. and daughters and Yeah. Oh I love to think about that. As you were speaking, Amen. I don't know, it just came into my mind. I remember Timothy telling me about his journey this this um, this July, and um, I was hoping that I didn't Amen. miss it, and I could lift him up in prayer. If you can give me five sec, five minutes, sir. Okay. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Um, Father God, Amen. we come to you this morning. Father God, on this beautiful day that you've created, Father God. We Amen. come for you on behalf of Timothy, Father God, on his journey, Father Amen. God. This wonderful Amen. blessing that you are giving this young man, Father God, Amen. Father God. Amen. This boy, his, I'm going to call him a young man. He is just so grateful and humble to what he Amen. is about to experience, Father God. In the in the uh, NFL, Father God. Thank you. Thank you, thank you from the bottom of our hearts for giving this young man this this incredible, incredible opportunity, Father. Yes, God.
3: Yes, God. Father
8: God, yes. we thank you for everything that he is going to experience and it's gonna be yes. just wonderful and he's gonna live with the team and Father God, that is just that is just amazing. Amazing. So amazing. It's just Okay. eye-opening. Mm-hmm. We, we thank you for that, Father God, and we mm-hmm. thank you for his safe travels, that he is going to get there safely, because he's, okay. he's okay. traveling alone to Tampa, um, and thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, for that, for keeping him safe as he goes down that road, Father God, and we look forward mm-hmm. to seeing many pictures, although I'm not a Tom Brady fan, we still <laughs> look forward to all of this pictures, Father God. Amen. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 I'm not a brave man. Look, Jesus. he came back to see
3: Timothy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's really he old, uh, you see know. Timothy.
1: <laughs> he's really old you know he's 39 years old so he's old oh yeah that's, that's ancient you know that's very ancient <laughs> you know 39 years old
8: But um, yeah, yeah I just I was surprised I said well I guess you go into retirement you come out of retirement a lot of people do it but not to get beat up on the football field
2: <laughs> <You know? laughs> so he could be making yeah.
8: bank just just selling uh, weedies, you know? <laughs> but it's, it's not about money. <laughs> it's it's not, not, no, you've yes. oh. <laughs> <laughs> got plenty of it. He, you know what, yeah, Bill? He You might be giving us some yeah.
1: yeah. of it, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, the, the thing is, that's one of the asks and prayer yesterday when we were there on the ground. Uh-huh. One of the things is I'm also refusing to accept money from some people, right? And the reason why is because, you know, ministries like um, um, Prison Fellowship, when it was started by Chuck Colson, they were so on fire for the Lord, right? Mm. But because they accepted money from some people, now they cannot use the word Christ
7: mm.
1: inside the prison. Mm. Right? And it's because they are, you know, definitely saying they cannot use the word Christ mm. inside prison. The only reason why Proverbs 2 to 6 is bribing in the way it's bribing is because we don't sacrifice. Amen. It's men, We don't sacrifice is mm-hmm. uh, you know, blood. We don't sacrifice his redemption. Is, absolutely. I mean, no way we would be able to sacrifice. And so, ms us to your point, like we, we cannot sacrifice our Christ and expect it to come yes. inside yes, the sir. prison. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes, sir. And
8: so,
1: you know, we're going to find that $75 million. And it's going oh, to yeah. come. It's come. going to come.
7: Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. It's coming. Amen. Okay. You
8: all have a great. Have
1: a great day. Yeah. Amen, everyone. Have an amazing week. We will connect very very soon. Oh, keep us in prayers this week. We are starting in uh, in Mountain View, one of the prisons in North Carolina, on um, on Tuesday. Um, and so keep that in your mind so Mountain View the the warden and the chaplain and the program staff are so excited uh, just as Anson is and so you know uh, we'll keep that in prayers this week
8: Amen Amen, Amen. Thank you Lord
1: so Everyone have an amazing have week We'll talk very very soon
3: Thank you. Bye, yeah. everyone. Bye-bye. 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 Bye,
7: everyone. God bless everybody. Bye. Love you, Miss Sarah. Love y'all. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.